definitely in the start when I started wearing a wig I had no idea what I was doing and going to school wearing a wig whilst I still had quite a bit of hair underneath was very scary because it just it didn't look like my real hair and I got like quite a few comments saying oh are you wearing a wig like your hair doesn't look natural and stuff like that and I think that really affected my mental health. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Talk Hair Loss with Alopecia UK's Youth Voice Board, where we share our conversations around all things hair loss. We'll be talking to those directly in the alopecia community to hear firsthand the ups and the downs of living with hair loss. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us today. You might have noticed a little change in our Talk Hair Loss episode today. The usual host Naomi has stepped back to allow for the Youth Voice Board to take over. The Youth Voice Board is a group of young people with hair loss who work very closely with Alopecia UK to make sure that young people's voices are heard within the charity so that we can inform, create and improve things for other young people with alopecia. We'll be taking over the podcast for a little while to share our experiences, questions, thoughts and feelings about experiencing alopecia as a young person. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about alopecia and mental health. So just a quick content warning. Obviously, all we are all going to be talking about some of the emotional impact alopecia has had on us. So please bear in mind that there may be some topics people find difficult. My name is Lana and I'm going to be hosting today's episode. I'm 17 years old and I've had alopecia areata since I was 16. So here's a little bit of everyone else. Hi, my name is Sylvia and I'm 17, turning 18 next month, and I have had alopecia areata for the last three years. Hi, I'm Zainab, I'm 15 and I've had alopecia areata since I was 11. Hi, I'm Sky. I'm 15 and I've had alopecia areata since I was 11. Hi, I'm Annie, I'm 15 as well and I've had alopecia areata for nearly two years now. How did we all feel when we first started to lose our hair? If anyone wants to go first. So at first I felt really anxious to be seen. Well, I was really shook when my hair started falling out. And I was really anxious about it because I always felt like my hair is my biggest, like, it's my favourite feature about myself. Um, So obviously seeing that, like seeing my hair falling out was a bit of a shock to me and I had no clue what alopecia actually was. Um. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like for me personally, I thought I was dying. Like I had some sort of like underlining condition because <laughs> I only heard about alopecia, but like full hair loss rather than patches. So it was a bit of a like ground shaking experience. I think for me I didn't really like have like emotions about it I think I just saw it happening and I, it was like shock and almost like oh my god and I think it was just like I had never heard anything about it and I didn't even know like anything about it and then it was happening and I was like what is this uh, it was it was a really just strange experience I was really sad because I always wondered why me um and that really made me upset yeah, it's just really bizarre because for me, it was a really small patch. It was like, oh, it's fine. It will grow back. And then, well, it didn't. Um, <laughs> How did we deal with it in the beginning? Was there anything that any of us did 
make us feel better and any resources that we were accessed. Um, I mean, the first thing that I did was like cover it up. I was in like a hat 24 seven. And I think I thought to myself that if I could cover it up and nobody could see it, that it kind of wasn't there. Um, looking back at it, it didn't really make a difference. But I think, especially like during school, it almost like took my mind off of it a bit and that I could concentrate on other thin things instead of it. Yeah, so for me, I'm a bit of a control freak. And then when it started falling out, so I have no control. So trying to control something that I couldn't, I struggled with. Yeah, it was just very challenging. I felt the same as Annie, like I just wanted to wear wigs and then when my eyebrows started falling out in year eight, I found it really hard to cover that up because it was in patches. So I had to kind of learn how to draw on eyebrows really quickly and I was not great at it at first. So it took a lot of learning, but yeah, just trying to cover it up and blend in. Yeah. I Yeah, I felt quite similar. I tried to cover it up and kind of forget about it thinking oh if I forget about it it won't get any worse but that's not true um but I also started going to the gym which helped me quite a bit I feel like because I feel like if you're stressed and then after a long day you go to the gym it kind of takes your mind off things um so yeah I found that really helpful yeah me my first patch and my biggest is right back of my head so my main form of covering it up was just to keep it down so it, my biggest fear was having my hair in like high ponytails buns and I've not been able to do that since July because I wear wigs and you know I struggle getting them into high places I think I especially struggled with eyebrows because I like I would when I had them I would never like do anything with them and then suddenly when they were like falling out it almost like eyebrows is like the first thing that you see about something like you look at them you see the eyebrows when they're not there it almost like it's something missing from your face and I think people commented more on that than like why are you wearing a hat because like people could see it and I got so many questions about it that I was like I just need them back and it just was so frustrating a common feeling for people in the beginning is trying to blend in or look like what you did before and finding products and solutions to help. So a lot of people feel anxious about wearing a wig or not wearing a wig. And for those here who did experience that, how did it make us all feel? Definitely in the start, when I started wearing a wig, I had no idea what I was doing. And going to school wearing a wig whilst I still had quite a bit of hair underneath was very scary because it just, it didn't look like my real hair. And I got like quite a few comments saying, oh, you're wearing a wig, like your hair doesn't look natural and stuff like that. And I think that really affected my mental health. And then now when I don't go to school wearing a wig, it, I don't know, it just makes me feel so much better. Like everyone knows and it makes me feel more comfortable at school. For me, it's kind of the opposite because I've always treated my hair loss as like a dirty little secret. So for me, wearing wigs was my solution because I found like the clumps falling out really triggering and upsetting. So by shaving all my hair off and wearing wigs, I found that isn't like a get out of jail card. So my head still fall out, but it wouldn't be as obvious for me. But 
wearing wigs for the first time was very difficult, especially the positioning on my forehead. So it looked like I like it wasn't massive. So I've never actually worn wigs out, but uh, there was one point where I brought a wig off Amazon or something, and I tried putting it on at home, and it was so uncomfortable. I just couldn't imagine going out in public with it. Um, but I also started when my hair started falling out, like by my hairline. I started buying these like root cover-up sticks and they were awful. It just looks like I drew <laughs> I drew over my hairline. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought, oh, let me just see what I can do to like hide it. I think the same thing as like Sylvia is that I don't think people understand how like hot and uncomfortable wigs are. And they just think like, oh, it's hair, like it's like the same as us, but actually like it's like the hair and then like the cap and everything. And it's so hot. So I'd have the problem with at school where I'd go in wearing a wig and then like I'd take it off and put a hat on. And people were like, this doesn't make any sense. Cause I would have like blonde hair at the beginning of the day and then like a hat and dark hair like at the end of it. And people were like, you're like magic and I was like oh, I wish I was magic yeah is it during summer and spring like oh I wish it was hotter can't wait for hot weather it's like no keep make keep it cold it's too hot I'm <laughs> sweating like a pig feeling a loss of identity and self-esteem so people a lot of us don't recognize ourselves or people don't recognize us when you know we go through the transition and like is this something people can relate to? I think one of the big things for me is when people would like tap me on the shoulder and be like oh oh it's you and I'm kind of like your hair everybody has like different types of hair and you can tell who somebody is by your hair so when you lose it or like you're covering it up you're losing that like sense of oh like I know who you are so I found it really difficult when people just couldn't tell who I was because they didn't know who they were talking to. And then when I started wearing the wig and then I'd like change it to a different one, I would just kind of feel like this isn't actually me. And I think the wigs helped by covering up my actual hair, but also made me feel bad because I was like, this actually isn't like my identity. This actually isn't who I am. Yeah, so for me, because I like to change wigs a lot, depending on how I'm feeling, is it most people don't recognise which wig I'm wearing because they find it difficult to spot me. Um, but for me personally, it was a lot more of a, I couldn't recognise myself losing my hair because I'm mixed race, so I'm a quarter Caribbean. So I'm very white passing. And the only like physical aspect of me that people recognise being mixed race was my hair it's naturally really curly and voluminous and I loved it um but losing that it kind of felt like I was losing like a link to my culture and my heritage and I didn't like that at all and my hair's always been the only thing that I was never insecure about through everything until it started falling out so that affected me massively in terms of losing it because I felt like I was losing myself out of all of it so yeah I actually have curly hair as well and I feel like I've always been known for my curly hair because there's not a lot of people like there isn't a many people around me that do have curly hair it's normally like just straight hair or like wavy but I've always been known that oh, I used to have blonde curly hair um, and when it started falling out 
as I said, it was my favourite thing about myself. So when it started falling out, I kind of felt like, I, I didn't feel like good about it. I felt like, oh, that's my only good feature that's going. And it just, yeah, it kind of made me like lose my identity because I was known for my hair. I think when I did have my hair, it was so, it was like so easy. I never had to like think about it. Like I'd wake up in the morning and like it would be fine or like I'd put it in like a ponytail and like that was it. And like I would throughout the day, like it wasn't a big deal. And I think when I was losing it, I so much of like my, so much of my thinking space was taken up of, can you see a patch or is my like jacket covered with like hair? And it's like, losing hair is such like a mental thing and I think when like talking about it people are like oh like it's physical and like you're just losing hair when actually like it takes so much like thinking about it and like time that just people don't understand that and I think it makes like a huge difference. I think Annie literally summarised that perfectly. Like I just remember when my hair started falling out it was like in patches around the sides and I could kind of cover it up with what I had left. But I was like consumed by the fact that I just thought everyone could see like a little bold patch through it or anything like that. And then when I started wearing wigs, it looked like my hair had looked like before it started falling out. So it was like another change again. And then I started going to school with a wig and everyone's just staring at me. And it was it just made me feel so anxious and it was yeah it just took up so much energy yeah it's pretty much the exact same for me is it my wig when I first shaved my head and started wearing wigs I wanted my wig to be like an almost identical replica to what my hair was like before so people would be like oh it's still out and sometimes it would work like I remember coming to college shortly after I shaved my head and one of the boys from my old school said like I thought you shaved your head I was like, no, it's a wig. So, oh, it's really realistic. Um, and sometimes that helped because it felt like I was the old me again, the me with hair. But then, like thinking back on it now, so I'm a very different person to the person I was when I had hair. Like the change, the change, it's like, it's really difficult, but there are, it's character development, really. <laughs> So I actually had like a huge, not like a problem, but like a huge thing that people would almost like acknowledge the wig before me. So like I could like walk into a room and like people would like say hi to my wig. And when I first got it, a way for me to like feel better is I named my wig. So that I always was like, oh, it's just like, it's not a big deal. Like it's got a name, like that's it. But as I started telling people like the name of my wig, they started to acknowledge the wig and it almost like with that wig I almost wasn't a person so it was actually it almost made me feel worse because like in the mornings when I saw someone they would say hi to my wig and then it got to the point where like people would name my hat and like I was wearing a scarf because I had cold and just like everything that was about me was named and they would all talk to these in, like in not real things apart from me and I was like this isn't what it's about like people should be like not trying, trying to sound like selfish but like people should be asking me about me and not about these things that can't talk back 
Yeah, absolutely. Like I think one of people's biggest fears about losing your hair and losing your identity is that you don't want to be known as like Lana, the bald, what bald Lana, like you just want to be known as Lana, like you don't want your hair loss or your alopecia to define you as a person, like it's not a personality trait, it's just one of the many things about me. So when we all started telling people or people started to notice about our hair loss and alopecia, how did people react and how did you want people to react? So when I first like started feeling comfortable telling like my friends and my family members, one of the biggest things people told me, like it, pretty much everyone said it to me, oh, don't worry, like it, it won't like, won't ever be as bad as you think like because I had a really small patch at the back of my head that I could easily cover up and people were like no it's fine like it'll never be noticeable never and obviously it was noticeable um and I feel like you shouldn't say that to people like don't worry like you can cover up I feel like that's not a good thing to say because what if someone doesn't want to cover it up like some people don't some people want to embrace it Yes, a lot of people were saying to me when it started to progress quite badly, is it just shave your head and wear a wig? It's like, that's not the point. I don't want to. I shouldn't feel like I should have to do that. That's like a last resort. The two things that I got was, so when I first started telling people, it was like, well, if it was me, and like, if I was in this scenario, and I'd look at them and be like, but it's not you. And you can be talking about like a maths test and be like, oh, well, if I was doing this maths test, that's fine. But if it's a personal thing, like you don't want people trying to like talk about it as if like they're going through the situation because you both go through the situation in completely different ways. So you can't really like talk about it like that. And I think the other thing was, is when I shaved my head, you're so brave. And I was like, I haven't done anything. I was like, I've shaved my head. That doesn't make me brave. It's like if some people were like, to run in front of a bus for somebody like they could be called a hero they could be called brave I haven't done anything <laughs> like I'm literally just trying to like be confident and trying to like feel better within myself absolutely the whole you're so brave your whole you're so inspirational that whole sentence anything surrounding that it just irritates me so much because like how I don't I just don't see it like what exactly have I done that has made me brave and inspirational like it just makes no sense and when I shaved my head I hope my mum and I posted it on social media and it gained quite a lot of attention and looking at the comments it was either one of two things it's either people saying I was brave and inspirational or people saying I was ugly and shouldn't have done it and they both affected me in the same way because one I didn't understand and the other one was like that's just unnecessary. I want people to still treat me the same even before I had alopecia as well uh, the exact same because alopecia may change your appearance but like it doesn't change me so people shouldn't change how they treat me absolutely it's like I have alopecia but I'm not alopecia I feel like the thing that people told me the most was oh it could be worse and yeah I get that it could be worse but that doesn't change the way that I feel about my alopecia like I get that some people suffer a lot worse with much worse conditions, 
but I still feel anxious I still feel like really sad about losing my hair and it will never change that fact absolutely is it one of the comments I got quite a lot was well you could be dying and bald like people with cancer I'm like okay um you're right but it doesn't make it any easier like it's still an everyday challenge I agree yeah the it could be worse comment is I got that quite often as well and um, also people feeling like really bad for me when I talk about my alopecia that really um that just really bugs me for some reason because they're like oh no but I can do it and I'm like okay is it is it really that bad I actually got the opposite so when so like you guys were saying like the whole like it could be worse and everything I actually got the whole like just imagine it's better and I'm kind of like yeah I could imagine it's better but like I think the whole thing is is we need to process what's happening and you can't just skip the whole processing because I think if from the time that I was like diagnosed to now the journey that I've been on is like I don't know if I would have been able to just go from being diagnosed to now because that's just like it's mentally and physically not possible so I think the whole imagine it was better I can't do that because if I was imagining it was better it's just going to make me more sad about what's happening now and I think I have to let myself feel those emotions before I can actually think that it might get better absolutely I think one of the hardest things about telling friends and family about it is that they don't understand it like they never will my parents have they're both they both shave their head but they do it by choice so during my whole like my development of my alopecia they were kind of like it's fine just accept it you know it will grow back shave it so liberating like but you did that by choice and it's very difficult because on the outside it's easy to say it's just hair it will grow back it's fine but it's when you're bang on in the middle of like the gladiator cage it's not that simple I think what else is is that I think we've grown up with our parents in a lot of cases all that parents want to do is help their children so I think that when I especially know for like my mum is that when she saw me going through this like horrendous stage, all she wanted to do was try and make it better. When actually in some cases, like she had zero power, she couldn't do anything. And I think that people need to understand that and people need to know that they might be the, you might be the closest person to me and yet you can't actually do anything. And that in the best way you might not ever be able to do something but you just being there is better than kind of going oh well what if we do this and what we do this and it's better to help them almost like emotionally than physically and actually doing something to help also I think it's nice when people just listen like we just want to talk about our experience and our whole alopecia journey and when people try to like help us and recommend things to us we just want you to listen. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything in particular that we can think to like give advice to people, like family and friends of people who have alopecia to like make their journey more like smoother or easier? 
I would say be patient with the person going through it because it's not an easy thing to process at all and it may take months it may take years if for me it took years and the people around me were supportive but I always used to get annoyed with them because they tried to like force it like they tried to help me so much but sometimes like you I felt like I just needed to be like alone with my thoughts and I needed to process it first before anyone else could like talk to me about it so I'll just say be patient absolutely patience is really important because people's ways of accepting things are very different like some people might accept it like in a matter of months some people it might take years some people may never fully accept it so I think patience is really important I think allow me to have a bad day because whenever I'm around my friends and I might be upset they always like they'll try and tell jokes they'll try and make me happy when actually I almost need to take that space to cry and to be angry and to be upset so that the next day if they want to make me laugh, I can actually like fully appreciate that they're helping me. Because a lot of times when I'm there upset and I'm just annoyed and frustrated, them trying to help me gets me more angry. Because I'm like, just give me a minute. I need some time. And I think because they don't know what we're going through, they just don't know. And I think we need to, they need to know that we need our time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with my friends, the way I feel better about things is by making jokes out of them, like trying to find the positive out of a bad situation. I know that definitely doesn't work for a lot of people. And for a long amount of time during the journey, it hasn't. Like right at the beginning, I struggled a lot with it. And the best a friend could do in that moment is just listen and let me cry on their shoulder. But like, as I've learned to accept it more and get on with my life while suffering with it, when I do have bad days, make me laugh about it. So like, when I was upset about like, the fact that I missed my hair or the way it was before, my friend would be like, well, at least you don't have to shave as much as your legs hair now. Like, just make it easier in a way. Yeah, does anyone else, anyone else have any suggestions or advice? I think people also don't understand the fact that we can't just accept it straight away and I think a lot of my friends like if I'm upset on a day they're kind of like come on like like you, you've been sad about it before and I'm there and I'm kind of like this isn't something that goes away we can't just switch off and we can't just go from one day being, oh, we're so upset, to the other day being, oh, it's not there, like, it's absolutely not a thing. Because I think it's having alopecia and have it physically falling out in front of your eyes is so mentally draining that we can't just switch it off. We don't, it's almost like, for me personally, I don't know how to switch off. I can't just make that distinction of like, oh, well, I'm going to be like happy today and I'm not going to like think about it because it's always there. And I think, especially when people are there like staring at you, I'm kind of like, this is another reason that I can't switch off because people are constantly noticing it and I can't hide it. Absolutely. So one of the things that like, you don't wake up and choose you're going to have a good day, like it can just happen 
randomly like one minute I could be really happy doing everything I like going about my life and then I can see like a clump of hair on my shoulder and it just takes me all the way back and then I'm suddenly having a really bad day because it's just so present in my mind it's like you're going bald and it's this constant like voice of paranoia that people are watching it or paying attention or like I named this voice in the back of my head I named it Sean um I don't know why but it just worked and like he'd constantly tell me like people are going to think you're ugly because you know you're going bald or no one's going to want to date you if you're going bald and just that really negative thoughts and sometimes it doesn't go away sometimes he's very present sometimes he's like he's he's on mute um but it just depends linking back to the bad days there's a quote that I like and it's like sometimes you have to feel it because it deserves to be felt so just like um giving advice to families and things like take your time with the emotions and like find other people who have alopecia or hair loss and share your experiences because it really does help so i think we're all under 18 here we all go to school um what are everyone's biggest experiences or like best worst experiences about going through this journey and condition whilst being at school i've never noticed in school how nosy other people are Every, everybody wants to know your business and the first day that I was wearing my hat I've had these I had these random people who I've never met from all different like years come up to me going oh why are you wearing a hat like I want to know and I'm like it's none of your business like what is going on and then I had people who were like oh well why don't you just like put a post on social media and I was like well, I would put a post on social media if I want you to know. I'm not telling you, because if I wanted you to know, I'd just tell you and I'd write a sign and be like, this is what it is. But I'm like, people like don't know how to like control themselves and actually be like, oh, like she's hiding it. She's being quite quiet. She doesn't want anybody to know. And like, nobody gets that. Absolutely. Is it like, when I came out, for lack of better phrasing, when I came out as having patches, this boy next to me in one of my classes just came up to me, he's like, so do you still have pubes? And I'm like, it's like, it's none of your business. It is none of your business. I'm not telling you that. I don't know you. I've never spoken to you. Why? Like, no, end of discussion. So people are definitely nosy at school. <laughs> How do people even have the confidence to say that though? That's my thing. I would never, never, ever. But um, oh my god, I can't believe. Um, but yeah, I was always very scared about going to school because at first I used to wear my hair up, and I had um, basically like half my, not half, but most of my hair missing on my left side, and I wore it up because people weren't saying anything to me so I just carried on wearing it up and um it was fine but one time I remember I was in science and this I was like handing out the books and this girl just in front of everyone she just said so why don't you have hair on one side of your head and I was just like you know when like you're having a bad day and like you're processing all the feelings and something like that happens you just I just literally I went to the toilet and I cried because I didn't know how to like deal with it and I instantly like put my hair down and like ever since then 
I wore it down or like in no ponytails because I was so like like I knew you could obviously see it but I just didn't think anyone would have the confidence to just say that absolutely I think people feel like they have a certain like level of entitled entitlement like they feel they have a certain right just because you don't have hair to know all these things that it's it's none of their business it's none of their business and I feel like Pete like I don't know if you guys have seen like the think acronym or things you need to like think about before you ask a question people need that tattooed like on the inside of their eyelids most of the time like I don't know where they get the audacity but I think definitely people like telling people about it at school or them noticing is one of the worst things um, when I was in year seven, when my hair was really patchy at the top, I needed to wear headbands to cover it up. And my hair, obviously the patches would like move and it moved to like the back of my head and I couldn't really hide it. And I dropped my pencil once and this boy like peered over my head and he was like, are you molting? And I was like, what? And he was like, you're bald. And I just like walked off and ignored him. <laughs> it was really awkward. It is horrible when you get like comments and it's just, yeah. People have no filter, like zero filter. They just say like what's on like the top of their head. They just like, it's, they're almost like toddlers and like toddlers, like they can't control what they're saying. But people who are like 13, 14, 15, they know what they're about to say. And they know that like you should check before, like you should check with yourself before you say something. And they just don't when it like, comes towards like personal things. And I think I actually had like an experience with a teacher once when I was getting a new wig and I walked into school with this new wig and I went to see her and she's my absolute favorite teacher. And she looked at me and she just went, I prefer your first one. And I was, and I was kind of like, you're a professional teacher who I've got such a great relationship with. And you basically just told me that you don't like my hair. And I was like, I've gone through this whole thing where I've lost my hair. And now you're telling me that you don't even like my new hair. Like, it's almost like I couldn't please her. And I was like, I don't understand what like I'm meant to do. Absolutely. I think like, with schools, a lot of people, like, they have questions and I don't mind people coming up to me and asking me questions about my hair loss. Like, why do I have it? What do I do to sort it out? Are there cures? Like normal questions, but what I feel like people don't understand is that there are boundaries, like there are limits. So like, don't step over the line, the bar's here and you keep going above it, just stop raising it. I think the worst thing that has happened to me is when I finally got comfortable with my alopecia, which I'm kind of not comfortable with it now, but when I finally got to the point where I was like, I'll talk about it. I said to people, I was like, if you have got questions, just ask me. Because what's the point of asking other people who don't know? And I had one of the worst experiences where I had like four or five people coming up to me going like, oh my gosh, you've got cancer, like blah, blah. And I was like, what, what, what is going on? And I found out that somebody who I wasn't even friendly with, with was spreading a rumor that I had told her that I had cancer, but didn't want anybody to know. And I was like, well, that makes zero sense. It's like, if I told her and didn't want to know, why would she start spreading it? And also, I've never spoken to this girl before. And I went up to her and I was like, all of what you just said was a complete lie. She was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, what? I was like, none of that makes any sense. Absolutely. 
people can ask questions but don't overstep and coming back to like don't ask friends ask me definitely like we are still people we just don't have that much hair so don't ask people who we've told like talked about but don't understand the extent of it now i think school's definitely one of the biggest challenges are there any other of the biggest challenges you face that anyone would like to talk about um I go dance and it kind of still happens, but it happened a bit, it's happening a bit less. Um, we have to wear a bun and I can't have my hair in a bun. Like I just physically can't have it up like and tied back. And my dance teacher would always like say to me, next lesson you need a bun in and like have these pins and stuff. And my mum had to go in and say, um, like she can't have it up there. And even if she could, it would put strain on it and we wouldn't want any more to fall out and like I, I loved my hair and it was thick and I could put in a bun all the time and it's just a shame like something I love doing that has kind of stopped me a little bit like I went off dance because of my alopecia as well which is a bit sad definitely like there are a lot of things that we lose as well as just our hair like and our identity because we lose interest in certain stuff and it is absolutely heartbreaking I think I hated photos and I think it was one of the things that like I still hate now because I was there like wearing a hat and then when you show somebody they'd be like oh why is she wearing a hat in every single photo and then I think it got to the point where like mum would be like oh like wear a dress or like wear something like feminine and as soon as I put a dress on I just felt like a boy in a dress and I think nobody got the point that society shows that girls basically should have long hair and it's starting to get a bit better now that there are starting to get some like bald models and like bald models and like that's amazing. But I think for many years it has just been like long haired, like thick hair, and like that was it. And I just felt like looking at these people, I'm like, I look nothing like these people. And then when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, and I don't really like like how I look. And it just made me. It was like one of the things that like made me feel terrible because all my friends would be like oh my god let's take photos and I was kind of like I'll take them but I don't want to be in them and then I just like felt left out and it was just not good. I think how, like society's image of women was one of the hardest things because I felt like I was losing my femininity and my attractiveness and like you, you very rarely see a bald woman in the media like the only time times I've only I've seen a bald woman was Doctor Strange and that was my fears like oh my god I don't want to look like the ancient one like it's just when you see all these women with beautiful gorgeous thick hair and then you're just there like looking like an egg it's just it just made me feel so out of place in society and it's yeah it's just not fun and we just I felt like trying to adapt to society's image was one of the hardest things um, I remember, I think it was last year in a uh, lockdown, I saw an advert on the TV and it was advertising hairspray and shampoo. And it was like, your hair is what makes you beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh that's not good. You shouldn't be advertising that. Was that the Pan 10 one? with Yeah. Rice? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I hated that advert so much. It's like, hair is what makes you strong and feminine. It's like, um, okay. I think definitely you see more of like bold models 
I've seen a lot on like ASOS recently and I think that's great but I agree that majority of people have the idea that a woman should have long hair I agree I used to be really obsessed when someone took photos of me I used to be like oh my god can you see my bald patches like oh my god delete it if you can see my bald patches and it, I was really obsessive over it like I had to check each photo before it could get posted and everything like that yeah absolutely so I don't know if any of you seen the new Gossip Girl reboot but one of the main characters is a shaved head like like buzz cut and that's the first time I'd ever seen them do it out of a fashion choice and I just found it really moving and although I didn't really like the reboot it just it made it interesting. When did everyone start coming to terms with it and opening up and were there any like big turning points? Um, well I've had alopecia since I was 11 but the I've only recently like this September going into year 11 I decided that I wanted to tell like my whole school that I have alopecia which was a really really big thing for me and I basically stood up like in front of my form and kind of told them like how long I'd had it and like if any of them knew about it and I it just made me feel so much less anxious going to school every day like wondering oh someone's going to pull my wig off or is anyone going to ask me any questions or anything like that and I've had a really really good response from it as well like no one's been horrible or anything and I think it's just boosted my confidence so much like going out in public not just at school as well. Absolutely is it for me personally that when I when I fully came to terms with it was after I shaved my head um, but the thing that made me come to that decision was I was just stood in front of my mirror after having a shower and my hair was all wet and wet hair clumps are for me the worst and I was just sat there staring at like the massive clump in my sink just like I hate myself I feel really ugly I don't feel like myself and I just want to die and that whole thought like the fact that I felt the need and the want to end my own life because of something as like not even minor but something about hairs like is this really what it's all about and ever since making that decision to thing that was preventing me from really living it's I've become more confident I felt more confident in my skin now than I ever have when I did have hair and just realizing what I'm doing to myself not only like externally but internally that's when I really start like I need to make a change I can't live like this anymore. Um, I think I feel so much more better now I've joined the Youth Voice Board um, because I know people um, that feel the same way I do and there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my hair loss and my alopecia uh, but it's nice to know that people feel the same way and have like different experiences that I wouldn't, that I, I haven't experienced as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a sisterhood in a way, like, because it's all female, but although we might have different experiences or different variations of the same experience, we all get each other in a way that close friends and family might not. And it's just something that's really special. So I started to feel confident 
as soon as I shaved my head and I actually looked in the mirror like 10 seconds after I shaved it and it was the first time that I had smiled looking at myself for a good couple of months and I was like I now actually feel more like myself and I was like this is like what teenagehood should be and like I should feel good about myself and I think just as soon as I just got like like the weight off my shoulders of that like horrible hair I just felt so much better and then I also agree I agree so much with Zainab is waking up to messages from like all the girls is like one of the best things ever because you're all there with like all like different filters and it like it makes you laugh before like your school day which like I like dread school because I just know like something's gonna happen and yet they make me feel so much better before I actually have to like deal with this like bad thing like in my life I agree with you both as well. I feel like joining Alopecia Youth Voice Board was one of the things that made me comfortable and accept that I do have alopecia and I do have to deal with it and speaking to people that go through the same stuff or similar, obviously we don't all go through the same stuff. It's so much like, it's like a relief in a way because I felt so alone with my thoughts I felt like, why is this happening to me? Like, what is going on? Like, why me? Um, and since, like, all, like, the social meetings, I look forward to those so much because I feel like we just all get each other. And it's just so nice to have people, like, as you said, Annie, waking up to these messages and, like, interacting in the group chats and the discords. It's just so, like, nice to have people there for you that will understand absolutely just feeling alone and in the dark and then finally finding a group of people who actually understand every single thing you're going through because they've either all been there or they're going through there and you can like help each other out um and it's just it's really special as you'll know alopecia can have an impact on our mental health and you'll have good days and bad days but just because we have good days and bad days doesn't mean we always accept it and if we do accept it doesn't always mean we're happy about it so sometimes you just have to feel comfortable living in the unknown I guess um, but with the right support in place you can learn to live well with the condition so that is it for today's episode of Talk Hair Loss thank you so much for listening and make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get our latest episodes. And for any more information about alopecia, head to www.alopecia.org.uk. Thank you.